This is exactly right. Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> it sounded like you were saying something else than "What's Up, Dublin" just oh, now. I, so I was, like, was going to kick off my own thing. Yeah, tonight's so the night. <gasps> I start I speaking Gaelic to everybody. <laughs> ah, you didn't know. This is so cool. This is the first show of our big tour. Our European so- tour. Uh. Of which you are not the UK, and I know that. We're not. We're not. You have nothing to do with it. I, I know that. A fucking totally separate place. <laughs> we knew it. We all knew it. We knew it. Whoever was posting on my Instagram yesterday was fucking lying. <laughs> Someone broke into your Instagram and started uh-huh. posting like Lies. rumors that you think that Ireland's in the UK. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. I mean, can I? Do I have to say it? Fire Steven. Steven. <laughs> Out. He's not here. <laughs> no, he's not in his usual spot. No. That means no. Listen, no. the cats aren't going to take care of themselves. That's right. Well, and also, there's no fucking way we're paying for Steven's ticket to Europe. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. He knows. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Sorry, we haven't done a live show in a while. This is insanely exciting. And it really is. Also, I I don't even know what my sleep pattern is right now because I stayed up till five in the morning last night Mm -hmm. and then woke up at like uh, almost 1 p.m. Yeah. And then, and then I was 20 like, minutes later, I texted you. You texted me. You just woke up 20 minutes later. I was like, I just woke up. Uh, I beat you. We don't know where we are. <laughs> it's crazy. Guys, it's a whole day. Oh, it's, this is interesting, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> the last time we did a show was in Los Angeles where we live. So it was all our friends. You live there too. Uh, so Los it was Angeles, all my family. What's interesting is Los Angeles is a part of the UK. And that's the thing. <laughs> Oh, it seems like a lot of people don't understand. So that's our message oh. on the European tour yeah. is to really get the word about LA. Yeah. It's being connected to. We've started to go fund me. It's um, important work. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, um, can you talk about all the people coming to your hotel room? <laughs> Just what we found out. Well, about. we stayed indoors um, because, <laughs> you know, when we go on trips like this, big tours where we have shows right in a row, every single day right in a row, we like to save up all the work we're supposed to do and then just do it at the hotel like the day before. In a panic. It's, it's really fun. It's best for storytelling. Yeah. Um, just to create the pressure. <laughs> so, uh, well, the first experience I had was, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but it's quite hot here mm-hmm. in Dublin. Um, Today. Thanks for, thanks for the weather, you guys. Yeah. 
Um, I brought all kinds of cashmere sweaters and layers <laughs> and rain gear. I was ready to look like fucking Paddington Bear. And instead, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so when I got into my hotel room, it was... I don't know how you guys do it. 14 degrees, whatever the fuck, <laughs> however you do I mean, it. higher is hotter. Well, it was like, to us 19. it was 90. Yeah. But, so I'm just standing there, and I think, you know, hotel uh, thermostats are, they're just a plastic thing on the wall that they give you to press yeah. to make you feel like you have control over your environment, which you do not. <laughs> Mm-mm. So I stood there pressing and pressing where I was like, I'm just too, this is too hot and I can't just sit in a hot room um, with jet lag. And so I called down. I was like, sorry, can somebody come up here and fix this thermostat? And they're like, we'll send someone. I love fix it because it's not, it's broken. It's totally broken. It's not me. <laughs> I did the same thing. It's not, Vince, it's broken. Yeah. Fix it. Not user error no. at all. So quick, pretty soon after, someone knocks the door. I open the door. It looks like a younger, hotter, MMA Gerard Butler. I was like, what? 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 I have no relatives that look like you. What the fuck is going on? I was not ready. A bonus is that you, it was just when you got there, so like, if they had come today with like all your shit, like my whole yes. room is a fucking pig's eye by like, you know, 24 hours after I'm in there. Yeah. No, I was, I looked very tidy. Uh, well, my things looked very tidy, but I clearly have been traveling for 12 hours, so I was kind of like, hey, what? hi, trying to turn to the side, you know, like, come on in, suck, suck, suck. <laughs> and he, of course, goes over to the fucking thermostat, and he presses one button, and it kicks on immediately. I was just like, fine, it was, it was a trick to get you in here, fine, you might as well stay. <laughs> and, but this was my favorite, and I've never heard this slang before. When he went to leave, he goes, if there's any other drama, just call me up. And I was just like, <laughs> drama. I wasn't being dramatic. It was really hot. It was really fucking hot. Fair. I get it. But then I turned the TV on and I kind of couldn't make it go. I'm like, I should fucking call that guy. <laughs> TV's totally dramatic, dra <laughs> dramaticing me. Yeah. Fix it. Um, <clears throat> European tour kickoff. Hey, what are you wearing? <laughs> already, she's already looking at the notes. What are we... What the... Well, you, I'm sweating. Here's the problem. I'm sweating and I forgot to bring deodorant on this trip with me, so I'm wearing Vince's deodorant, so I'm going to smell like a fucking dude. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Smell that? that smells like a, going to a dance, like dancing with a guy that's in junior high. Yeah. Ew. You <laughs> know? Was last time you did that. Some kind of nerd. It's been a while. <laughs> but I miss it. I miss it terribly. It's kind of better than mine, though, because it's, like, clear and stuff, so I'm not getting, like, those, you know... Cancers? Guys have everything better! You're so obsessed with going to Boots and getting some kind of, like, uh... Oh. Boots? I can't... That was such a weird... You're just yelling Boots back at it's us. Just, and in a way that we can't tell if you like it or you fucking yeah. hate it. You're like, yes, I Boots! Like boots! Yeah. Don't go! Somehow we're saying the, the word, the B-O-O-T-S word wrong. Boots. You <laughs> tell us. We're How do you say it? She doesn't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We're not mispronouncing fucking boots. That I know. That I know. <laughs> you are, you are, I'm so mad already. The show just started. Oh, I'm we're out of here. Uh, boots. Boots. <laughs> 
us. You were going to pick one person to be the translator. Oh, yes, that's right. Is there anybody that's from Dublin that's sitting near the front? I think they look nice. Okay. Okay. Are you suspicious in any way? <laughs> we're not okay. going to make fun of you. What's your name? Emily. It's Emily. So... <laughs> As this show goes, thanks, lighting guy. As this show goes on, uh, when we mispronounce things or we don't know what we're talking about or we say something and we're totally wrong, Emily, you just throw a hand up. Would you please? And yeah. then we'll come and consult with you. Okay. I think we didn't need to do this every show. They, they already, she already oh, has oh, her wait, hand up. up. <laughs> Man, she's going to get so tired. Her arm's going to get carpal tunnel. Your sister has something. Ivory's sister. It's, it's not phallic. It's Gaelic. It's, Gaelic. No, it's Gaelic. Gaelic. I fucking said Gaelic. Oh, you know what? You're out. You're both out. <laughs> oh, that sister right shit. Okay, here we go. What's your name? Louise. 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 Do you think that I said Gaelic or Gaelic? <laughs> no, you said Gaelic. I fucking said Gaelic, Emily's sister. I said Gaelic. Oh, shit. She's been Can drinking since three. Ex- escorted out, please. <laughs> Immediately kicked out of the show you've been waiting to see. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, wait. Tell me your name again. Louise. It's Louise. Louise. Great. Louise. Um, yeah, one of us. Well, I want to go to a store and buy a bunch of shit, basically, is what we're trying to say. If it's store name boots, pennies. It's going to be pennies. <laughs> oh, you... <laughs> okay. JC pennies? We <laughs> yeah. have that. <clears throat> pennies is better than boots. <laughs> oh, man. Pennies is the pennies shit. Is Louise the shit. says pennies is good, Emily, so... <laughs> That's what we're going with. Um, we were, I, I feel horrible right now because we were, at a, we were at a bar that's for tourists last night, which we didn't know until we were there. It's the oldest bar in, you know, fucking the, the world. The yeah. It's wonderful. Oh. And um, it was great. And, but we heard the loudest American oh, person God. at the bar. And we were just like, She's Fuck. here right now, I'm telling you. Don't say was, where she's from. It was, a, I, <laughs> it was a girl. Like, we get seated, and we're eating. And then all of a sudden, we hear like... And I, I turned to Vince and George. I was like, is she a fucking opera singer? Her <laughs> voice is filling this room. But it was like, I actually don't really... I mean, it, no. <laughs> Um, whatever town she's yeah. I think it's really amazing. Where I'm like, it's so amazing you have to scream at the top of your lungs. <laughs> and she's telling this dude who literally has no fucking interest in it, like, about <laughs> her flight and about, like, don't, no one cares how long it took you to get anywhere. Just FYI. Yeah, if you're going to be boring, please whisper. That's <laughs> Americans. Americans. <laughs> we're not... <laughs> Listen. Because a whisper for us is a, like, a whisper. This is a whisper for us. Yeah. <laughs> whispering, whispering for everybody else is, or is normal talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for whispering for us. That's normal talking for right. the rest of the world. Um, <clears throat> we also, there's also someone here either tonight or we'll be here tomorrow night who, when we went through. Uh, customs? <laughs> customs. Do we go through customs? Oh shit! Uh, was <laughs> he was like he was this great little guy and he not little guy. <laughs> he wasn't he was little. Fine. He was like a normal. He's just a person. normal guy. Cute, cute fellow. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, you know, what are you here? You do it in the, your accent. I can't. <laughs> Don't You're make so me good. do the accent in front of I think people good. who actually have the accent. I think it's good. I also told her that she can't do it unless she also is fake drunk. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but I can't accuse the customs guy of being fake that's drunk true. at work. That's dangerous government <laughs> shit. Um, but he basically said, uh, 
what's the purpose of your visit? Something like that? How's that? And then we were like, we're here for, because it's so hard to tell people, like, we're here for a show, we're doing a comedy show. We're doing you a don't live be, You don't want to tell podcast. a guy who's like, letting us in the country or not, or that we're doing a murder thing? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it turns out we love murder, and so we've come to your country to visit. For murder. We've, we've just been studying your murders here. <laughs> just interested in how you kill and where you kill. Yeah. Not really why, but... So we uh, just yeah. said, that we're here to do a live podcast, and then he said, what's the name of it? And Georgia said, my favorite murder. I mumbled and, my favorite And he goes, all oh, right, I heard all about it. <laughs> There was a girl, a girl, an American lass came through here on Friday and she told me all about it. She was insane. <laughs> See? <laughs> you can't talk about murder and chill. So if she's Just doing from... an impression of my grandmother. I don't, that's all, I don't know how accurate it is. And we found out her name and I forgot it, if you can, be, if you can believe it. <laughs> but, you know, we thank you for that. Have there are people she's... just on the ground explaining yeah. to strangers what they're doing. <laughs> And how they're doing it with us. Karen invited him to the show. <laughs> I she's, did. She's clearly not here or she'd be screaming at this point, I feel Yeah, like. I think so. Oh, she's Are like, you here? No. That's, no. Really? No. That sounded like a cat just got murdered in the back of the... <laughs> Let's make that girl come up here and fucking explain what he looked like right now and see if she's telling the truth and then kick her out if she's wrong. No, I would never do that. So then we went outside the airport and we got a cab... <laughs> And uh, <laughs> this guy was like out of Irish central casting of like a gruff Irish cab driver. Uh-huh. He had no interest in us at all. He was just trying to get his shit to, out of the airport area, I think. And <laughs> yeah, yelled at a guy who was like crossing too slowly in front of us and was like, yes, I like this guy. Yes. He like yelled out the window, like out the open window, go slower. Why, you know, like, go slower. Why <laughs> he don't yelled you? sarcasm. That's yes. how you know you're in Ireland. <laughs> It wasn't rage-based. It was pure sarcasm. Uh, I actually, Georgia got into the back seat. Vince went to get in the back seat, so I was like, oh, I'll get in the front seat. Guess what she did. Walked around, went to get into the driver's side. Of course. so shocked by that steering wheel. I was like, what kind of cars do you get? Is this a trainer car where you learn how to drive a cab or something? See, we drive on the other side, you guys. That's that's the explanation. so different. Um, And of course, I was immediately so embarrassed and turned around and said sorry. And he goes, I don't mind. And then got him. Again, a joke that comes off as anger and rage, but you're just like, oh, but you're kidding. I was like trying to explain to Georgia, like, that's why I am the way I am. I was raised. I get it a little. I get it. Right? Yes. There's a gruff love to everything. It's kind of a like holding back, watching you, judging you, loving you. Oh. Right? That's how you do it. I get it. I think I get you a little more now. And then it's like, well, when you're drunk and be like, I want to tell you a secret, it's like, I actually really like you, even though I don't. Right. I don't. It's not, we don't act all nice because that's lame. (laughs) You act like people bug you until you figure out whether or not they have a sense of humor and Uh, then you like them. Yeah. Or at least that's me and that's how me and the cab driver do it. I don't know if that's. It's a generalization. I don't know if that's Everyone's everybody. like, she's totally wrong. And she's calling us assholes at the same time. That's how we kick off the show. Oh, by the way, this is my favorite murder. Thank you. That's Karen Kilgariff. That's Georgia Hartstark.
Dublin. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, tell them about your, your plunging neckline. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my slip. So yeah. usually, we, usually we don't bring the girls out like this. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my style. Usually a two-person show. But... <laughs> <laughs> But now we're a quartet. Um, I just figured 2018, we're going we're gonna to have the girls start earning their keep. And really, mm-hmm. you know, they've my been a free ride for so long. Right. Tits out. My Tits favorite murder. Tits out in 2018. Um, I am the opposite kind of person. And I <laughs> took my, my, my like black bra that I brought along special for uh, special show the bra. occasion yeah and when we were on the plane I did the thing I took it off because I'm like I wear to the like the uh, what is it called airport just to be like I'm not <laughs> I'm not horrible like you can serve me stuff and I'm not the worst this is what society wants for yeah, me yeah, wear a bra it. at the airport like just be glad I'm not wearing sweats <laughs> so I take it off in the plane boop, boop, and like sit on it <laughs> and then I'm like I'll get it later then I, I forgot to get it later so there's got a nice 34B black <laughs> Non-underlined bra on some British Airways plane, if you yeah, want it. It's that's yours. A, that's a freebie for the next person. Right. People would be like, oh, that's... Is this a thong that someone snapped in half? <laughs> um, but that's... The point is, that's why I'm wearing a white bra, and I apologize. It's fucking tacky as shit. My mom would be so pissed it's, off at me. Georgia! It's very day class A. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, because we're not in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> you know how no those UK apply. people are. Woo! Yeah. We don't care here. Exactly. And when I go to Penny's, I'll get a bra. <laughs> I can do that. Fucking pandering. 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 Saying words we don't know what they mean, so you will cheer for us. Yay! It's the best. Uh, yeah. Steven's not here, as we said. Just to bring it down. Right. Okay. Now we can... Okay, he got that. Let's talk about how yeah. we really feel. There you go, Steven. Everyone misses you. <laughs> No, he's, he's being very sweet and sending lots of photos of the cats. Well, like close-ups, though. <laughs> In a way that I don't, I think I'm too old to understand. What if when you come back from this trip, the, note, the cats have somehow written you a note that's like, Steven's too intense for us. We don't, we can't be cats sat yeah. by him anymore. We know that you think your dad hates cats. We like that he yeah. hates cats. He leaves us the fuck alone. We need... We're standoffish. We want them to yeah. be standoffish. Yeah. Steven's like, <laughs> and then, but then he did a thing. Oh, he's good. He fucking did a thing where, like, last night he was editing a mini a minisode for this week, and he wrote like, "Oh, you, Elvis heard your voice and came over, and like Elvis is right there listening to my voice," which isn't true. No, he's not. He's a cat. He doesn't care. <laughs> but I, that's what I did. Oh my god, my baby. <laughs> you know. But I know. I'm not fucking stupid. Like he's. A I cat. think I'm really rubbing off on you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a cat. He Although, that's not true because it really is true. At this point, by the time we're done recording at George's apartment, it's almost like he knows that in like two hours or an hour and a half have gone by. He's like, wrap it the fuck up. Because he comes and sits on her lap and the second she says, Elvis, you want to go? He's like, meow. Like he knows. He, <laughs> he knows, like, knows it. When we're like toning it down and we're like, all right, this has gone on for too long. He's like <laughs> sitting on, yeah, he comes up. Yeah, he knows. Because he's, I know he's a cat, but he's really smart. <laughs> Like, Siamese are really smart. He's just, uh, he's so handsome. Um, um, I, 
would like to say I, I was here in, I think it was 2001, I came to visit just for a vacation. And this is just a fun story that I remembered my friend and I. Go ahead. My friend and I, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take my time. Could I get a spotlight? <laughs> um, my friend and I got into a rental car. Well, I just fall backwards and die. <laughs> what a way to go. Um, we got a rental car, and I was the only one that had the guts to drive it. It was a fucking stick shift, oh, no. and we were driving on the wrong side of the road. And uh, we just decided we'd like pull, had a map. This was like pre, you know, modern life. So we had a paper map. <laughs> oh my god! And we were just fucking... like, let's just drive up one of these highways. It's got a letter and a number. See where we go, and we'll see what happens. Let's like just play it by ear. We went as far up the west coast as we could, and but like. We ended up getting out of the car. I don't know how we found this. I think it was like, I don't know. We, we basically went up to a fence. We, we opened it and closed it. What? I don't think you're supposed to do that. We, well, and we walked over this hill. And it was right, we were on the coast, right? So we walked right down to the edge of the world. What? Uh, to the edge of this island. And we're like, holy fuck. And it was like an insanely high drop. It was, Holy you know, shit. Like several stories. Yeah. We sat on the edge of it with our feet over the side and we're like, this is amazing. And then this like storm rolls in so we can see the clouds coming. Like it was unbelievable. We're just sitting here like, this is amazing or whatever. So before it gets close to us and starts raining, we got up and we walked I'm back. I'm like worried about, I'm sitting here like, oh, is she going to be okay? What if the cliff? <laughs> it was like fucking 20 years ago and I'm worried. <laughs> Uh, and then I take my leg off. That's the day. <laughs> oh my God. She's been saving it this whole time. I had to save it for Dublin. <laughs> no, but we get up and we leave and we go to the, we check into like whatever hotel we find in the little city that's near there. Uh-huh. And when we check in, the guy at the counter says, oh, you should go t- check out the cliffs. Um, and he goes, but be careful. Don't go near the side. The tourists die up there all the time. They get blown right off the side all the time. No. We fucking went and sat. No. Like, literally swung our leg and we're like, this is such a great vacation. <laughs> and, like, we we're both just went all white. We we're like, sounds good. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> we won't do that at all. This is why I have anxiety to save my life. Yes. I save lives. She can be sick because I've never sweated so much in my fucking life. Yeah, I'm life. totally sweating. All right, let's sit down. Let's sit down. Look at these. These are good. Just like kind of. These chairs are from a disco, aren't they? Yeah. Like, these are legit comedy club chairs. There we go. It goes down a little. Oh, okay. There we go. Hmm. Don't worry, I shaved my legs, which is great, because you guys are so close. But I'm sweating profusely. It's hot. It's summertime. Oh, (laughs) it's not Q&A. Oh, my God, she has deodorant. She has deodorant. (laughs) Are you serious? It's yours? She just found it on the ground, I it's think. It's fucking brute. It's brute. <laughs> what yeah. is happening? Oh, she's putting it on. Oh, thank you. What's your wow. name? Wow. Daryl. Daryl? How come you bring deodorant to comedy shows? Is this shows? yours or did you find it on the ground? <laughs> it's yours. Thank you. For moments like this. Whoa. <laughs> you don't. No. I would never do that. <laughs> And a quick uh uh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. The whole beautiful place engulfs in flames. Good um, call. Thank you. <laughs> Shit. What are the chances? Oh. <laughs> I can't 
Karen. <laughs> Do you have any head bandages? Because I'm going to need those later. <laughs> this uh, is okay. Um, oh, and now it really smells like a seventh grade boy it really up here. Does. <laughs> it's strong. It's strong, but it's I'm not sweating. It's just staying in my body and and toxing me. Good. Instead of detoxing me. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what we want. That's what we want. It's probably in my water. Let's have a sip. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's It's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. All right. We didn't decide how who's going to go first. Um, right? Yeah. Because we're, now we're all off. We recorded like four episodes before we left yeah. to cover us we're off while the we were gone. And then we usually have photos and Steven like puts them in order. And so we, but we thought it'd be better to be more intimate and not have photos, guys. No, you don't need photos. That's why. Um, you're so who, clapping. You don't know why you're clapping. <laughs> Good. I hate photos. <laughs> I can't see that great. Anyway. <laughs> I can't see so good. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Oh, we usually were going to decide based on whose murder <laughs> would be better to end on. Less of a bummer. Is how recent is yours? Um, two thousand and one. You, 
I think you should go first. Okay. This is a true crime oh, right. slash comedy podcast. So that can be a little delicate. Yeah. It's a, it's a conversation. We talk about heavy shit, but sometimes we're lighthearted about it. If that's going to bother you, you should get the fuck out. Right now. <laughs> but in a... I'd also like to say that those of you who did wander in off the street thinking that this wasn't going to be like this because my name is George on the ticket <laughs> and you thought that maybe there'd be at least one man up here making, <laughs> you know, taking care of shit. You're, you've been misinformed. Get the fuck out of here. My name is Georgia. <laughs> what if there's like a, there's somebody in the audience who's like, uh, I was guaranteed a man would be on stage. I, what are they going to do? They have no guidance or leadership. <laughs> You're fucking asking for it, dude. Full rotation. <laughs> okay, so mine, yeah, let's, good call on ending on the later one. Okay. Okay, this is about the fucking asshole Colin Whelan. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Just them. All right. So Colin Whelan, he first meets 19-year-old Mary Go in, Gow? Gah, thank Hold you. on, Louise. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, we don't know how to read in America. Uh, or do any research, apparently. Watch one. Okay. Goff, in 1993. So Mary is working at a pub called the Huntsman Inn. She's this lovely young lady. Uh, she was born in uh, 1973. She's the o- only girl of six. Oh, shit. And she's the second to youngest, so these fucking dudes, ad- or her brothers, adore her. She's like the light of the family. Um, <clears throat> Colin, he is born in 71. He's born into like a nice middle class family from Gors- Gormanstown. <laughs> Gormanston. Gormanston. <laughs> she doesn't even know what you're talking about. She doesn't know. Karen, you say that. <laughs> what? Gormanstown. <laughs> like it has to have some weird fucking sound in the middle of it because everyone yells at us and then it just looks like it. We have PTSD. We have pronunciation PTSD. We have been verbally assaulted by entire cities Mm -hmm. because we didn't say their fucking local town right. All across America, people have screamed and screamed at us, which started our we began a crusade and it's called Spell It Like You Say It. And we're (laughs) just asking people to please. All right. Okay, uh, so here we go. Yeah. So uh, Colin's from a, it's a better suburb of Dublin. He is a computer analyst with a background in IT. He gets this well-paid bank job with the banking giant Irish Permanent. Um, well, you guys work there. They love uh, it. <laughs> this is their, con- their yearly conference tonight. <laughs> oh, you guys had a holiday this weekend, we oh, hear. Yeah. How was it? You guys are way less shit-faced than I would have expected for a bank holiday, and I appreciate. I want to say we appreciate it. I just love that we. I kept seeing commercials for like furniture stores, but it was like bank holiday sale. Where I was like, "What the fuck is this bank holiday situation?" It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so he works there for like nine years. He's big time, and uh, so Mary's brothers describe her as beautiful, funny, intelligent, easygoing, and a straight-talking girl. And Colin is her first boyfriend, mm. which we all fucking know is, except for the ones who married them, and they're here with them tonight. <laughs> good we cover. All know. Good cover. Good cover. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well you. done. Thank you. Um, there's right. always some girls like I know, but I got a good one. And you're like, all right, <laughs> all right, fine. keep it. Fine. 
So, she's from um, Stalmullen. Stalmullen, close enough. Uh, Let Louise say it. Louise. She doesn't know. <laughs> you can't do it. We're back Get to her Emily. Out of here. What do you call it? <laughs> Stamullen. Stramullen. No? They're claiming that, that you want to see it. There's too many. We'll be here all night. Thanks. Spelling? No. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> They're saying. I thought they were pronouncing the word, so I said spelling, but they were like, spell it. Oh. <laughs> spell the word. Oh, it's that city spelling over in, um, on the east side. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying any more places, so spell, we're good. Spell the word and they'll tell you. Okay, I'm gonna, because they asked the same thing and then we. Uh, oh, I see, and then we attacked Louise. S T A M U L L E N. But if everybody says it at the same time, it sounds like nothing. Do you understand? <laughs> It can only be Louise. It's your big chance, and Louise. She hates it. Shout it out. Stamolin. <laughs> yes. Oh. We might have to get you your own mic. Give her that deodorant. <laughs> Pass the deodorant to Louise. <laughs> so Colin becomes Mary's very first boyfriend. Um, and her mother, they liked Colin, but her mother said that she thought that Mary loved too much, loved him too much. I know. In August 1970, they start dating in, um, where was I? Uh, 90, where did I? 93. In August of 97, Colin buys a house oh, in Balbriggan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh. Feel it. Love it. Take it inside. I'm doing it. It's happening. Your victory is real. <laughs> uh, if you just keep failing when you get one little victory, people are like, good job. <laughs> yeah. You know? In 98, they get engaged, and they move in together. So Mary's mother, Marie, has misgivings, of course, about Colin and the control that he exerted over her, saying that um, he insisted she would dress down and not be, like, revealing, but meanwhile, he was fucking checking out girls, all the ladies, all the time, you know? He would not approve of this dress? Absolutely not. I mean, it is a bit nuts. <laughs> Um, then, so Mary, she's 27 now, and she's planning their September 2000 wedding. And meanwhile, uh, he, Colin, makes a visit to their financial planner secretly, and he doubles their life insurance policy mm. so that the surviving partner would get 400,000 euros <laughs> of your money. Euros. You know what your money is called, and so do we, so we don't even have to say it. It's a bank holiday. Let's not let's stop talking about money. <laughs> you guys are so greedy. We don't want to so, talk about don't money. Don't be so superficial <laughs> that you need to hear the name of what your money is called. <laughs> so it would get 400000 if one of them died within 10 years of marriage, which seems like it shouldn't be a thing to be like betting on how long they'll live in the marriage. Shouldn't be allowed. No. It's like, but if you die within five years, you'll get this. This is not a fucking con. Contest. Mm -mm. In September 2000, after dating for seven years, excuse me, they're married. Apparently, allergies can come to Dublin with you <laughs> in your carry-on. <laughs> da 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 da. They're after dating seven years, they're married, uh, and at this point, Mary's working in a solicitor's office in Swords. Swords. Seriously, what the fuck? I tried yeah. to put a spin on it. Thank you. You guys are so supportive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
And she's, of course, highly regarded as by colleagues because fucking everything sucks. So, Colin, which is the name of my ex-fiance, so of course I fucking hate this guy even more. (laughs) Stupid name. I love to hear the subtext of these stories. (laughs) They're just filled with rage. Adding my own bullshit into this, like that I should take out in therapy instead of on stage. (laughs) I think this is therapy. I mean, um, so that means I pay you guys $150 at the end of this. 150L with two lines in it. So after just four months of marriage, Colin starts an online relationship with a woman named Helen who, is, who lives in Wales. And uh, he... It, that's in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he says to her that he starts bragging about how he's about to get 400 euros because his wife had died in a it car crash. It might not crash. be euros. It is. Let's consult Louise. Pounds. That's what I did not say that. Well, I didn't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for catching that. Thank you. 400,000. That's a lot more. I feel like I need to warn you now, Louise, you are absolutely going to be attacked at some point. But it's very vulnerable to have to go to you for every fucking word you say. (laughs) We're going to send you to therapy after this. (laughs) We understand. 400,000. Um... So he is bragging to this woman, Helen, who has no fucking clue what's going on, that, uh, yeah, his wife had died in a car accident years earlier, so he was going to get that money. And he made up a nickname for her to call him Furry Bear. Ugh. As opposed to what other kind of bear? <laughs> you know that sad one that you've seen without hair? Naked seen? bear? The, like a Chernobyl bear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Redundant bear. <laughs> So the relationship gets intense. She's like, we're falling in love. They, they um, email each other sometimes dozens of times a day. You remember that in 2001. Probably. <laughs> remember in 2001 when you can have an online relationship with someone and it like meant something? Yeah. And, people, and your friends weren't like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Because we didn't know. Uh, and they have phone calls. He sends her photos of him with a, his photo face... His face of his photo superimposed over a fucking weightlifter's body. <laughs> and I think she finds out and thinks it's like funny, but it's not. He doesn't, he does not mean it funny. It's not no. like he's like, look, I'm a meme or anything yeah. like this before There's that. There's no memes. It's 2001. It's pre-meme time. Yes. He, so I also bet that Photoshop is insanely shitty. So it was like uh. his head with a black ring around it. Yeah. <laughs> Part of a bar in Two the background. Ear, like his real ear and then the ear from Weightlifter. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, his face is normal Irish white and then the bodybuilder's body is like a hot dog's color. <laughs> um, yeah. So then they plan to meet for the first time. He's like, makes up a bullshit thing that he's going to Germany for work. <laughs> to and, go get muscles. <laughs> yeah. And so he plans, they plan to meet on March... Uh, 2nd, 2001. She's all excited about it and then doesn't hear from him after that. So it turns out the day before they're set to meet on February 28th, 2001, at 16 minutes past midnight, Colin calls 999. That's what you guys call it. (laughs) They know. I know. (laughs) I know. I don't know why I told them. We're having a hard adjustment, period. (laughs) 
and asks for an ambulance. He claims that his wife, Mary, had fallen down the stairs. He tells the operators he didn't think she was breathing, and so he was talked through CPR and heart massage by the operator and made a show of carrying them out, of course. We're not going to play the 911 999 call, don't okay. we? The ambulance... Because I would walk off the stage. <laughs> the ambulance arrives at 12.30, and immediately paramedics are like, there's some shady shit going on. They can tell, because uh, Mary's position was not consistent with someone who had fallen down the stairs or someone who had gotten CPR, and uh, there's no blood on... Uh, his face from having given her mouth to mouth, even though there's blood on her face. So they also found Mary with a, um, like a duvet or a quilt resting over her, which they thought was weird. And they and her body was too cold to have it, had it just happen, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. a half hour earlier. And most telling, though, they found a blood-soaked towel around her neck. And they work frantically to save her, and Colin coldly asks, is she dead? And they were like, this is fucking not okay. And then within minutes of Mary's arrival at the hospital, Beaumont Hospital, questions were raised from the medical staff. This nurse, Sister Catherine Galvin, she, um, she is like, what the fuck, you have scratches on your chest. And so goes over to Gardy. Garda? Garda. Okay. And is like, yo, check this guy out. He's Gardy sounds like some dude that's standing in the corner at the hospital. <laughs> you know Gardy, he has a bunch of cigarettes. You can you can always bum a cigarette from yeah. Gardy. You know. So yeah, so she notices that, and then the um, the doctor who's trying to resuscitate Mary notices marks on her neck and chest, which, which suggests that she hadn't fallen down the stairs. And also at the hospital, Colin seems to have no remorse and, or no like sadness over Mary's death. Mary's mother Marie, who's of course extremely close with her only daughter, goes up to him and is like, "What happened?" And he, she says, "I walked up to Colin and he was sitting with his head in his hands, and I said, "How's Mary?" And he just said, "She was dead, just like that." I couldn't get over it. I'll never forget the way he answered me. He was just sitting there. I was looking at everyone else, roaring and crying, and I didn't know what to think. So that's fucking shady. Later that day, Dr. Marie Cassidy of the State Pathologist Company. She she confirms the suspicions of Garda. Um, and says that she had died of asphyxiation. The story of what really happened that night was that as Mary was getting ready for bed, Colin came up behind her with um, the dress, the belt of a dressing gown and tries to strangle her, but she fucking fought like hell and scratched him up. Then that's what they saw at the hospital. And then she's unconscious. He drags her down the stairs and sits and covers her body with the blanket so that um, he, he could disguise her time of death, like trying to keep her warm, which uh. is fucking insane, and then has time to clean up the crime scene. Um, and, but he overlooked traces of blood, so when they go through the house, they find all this shit. He's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they search, and then this guy is a fucking IT specialist with his own company, and yet the Garda search his computer and found that within weeks of setting up the insurance policy prior to their wedding, Colin was looking up different ways to kill Mary. <laughs> Fucking Googling this shit. I don't think Google exists yet. What was it then? <laughs> Ask Jeeves? <laughs> 
He was binging that shit. He was binging the shit out of it. That was an innocent time, like 2001, where yeah. people thought, oh, I'll just put this into my own computer and no one will be the wiser. And then porn, just, porn, 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 yeah. porn. And then you hit clear history. Clear history, you're gone. It's cleared. What are cookies? <laughs> Elvis just walks out of stage. <laughs> oh, that'd be, oh my God. What if we don't bring Steven on tour, but we do bring Elvis? Uh-huh. That's so insulting. That's just rude. Just plain rude. That would be great. <laughs> so some of the searches this fucking idiot goes for are asphyxiation, loss of consciousness, how long to take to die from asphyxiation, l- lack of oxygen to the brain, and death by strangulation. He just should have put, I, I'm going to kill my wife in there. What, a, what should I do step by step? Tell yeah. me exactly. Um, so, but somehow, and I think it's probably because of arrogance, despite being a computer analyst, he just didn't realize that they could trace every movement, uh, movement on, like, on him. So not, maybe didn't graduate at the top of his class. Probably not. <laughs> Another creepy thing found on his computer was a downloaded transcript of a case from uh, Northern Carolina regarding... <laughs> North Carolina? Northern. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> North Carolina. We know that one. Why do I have to put a spin on it? I don't know. I have to like try to sound smarter and I just Now you doubt every word on the page. I do. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. Okay. I am too. I am too. Okay, great. Um, in North Carolina, it's, which is in the northern in part of Carolina. There's also South Carolina. Hi. <laughs> all the fucking Carolinas. They're all Shut here tonight, up. folks. Uh, Okay, there's a case there regarding death by strangulation that's really similar. Basically, he like studied another fucking murder case. It had in both cases the bodies were wrapped in a a blanket to keep the body warm, and they both uh, involved the use of a towel to hide the marks around a victim's neck. So, um, and they found out about the affair, uh, and he had both he had affairs both before and after marrying Mary. And he posted his num- on a number of dating sites trying to get sex and then other ones trying to get relationships. He's just a real piece of shit. Mm. So um, Why do the relationship one? I don't know. I mean, not to be <laughs> cynical. But isn't it, how much time do you have in your fucking day? That fucking arrogance, man. Yeah, I It'll get you. So... Um, ba, 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 ba. Okay, then. Okay. A month after Mary's death on April 10th, 2001, Collins charged with her murder. And the case was going to make legal history in that it would have been the first time that, ev- that virtual evidence was crucial because the internet searches would have been central to securing a conviction. And that was the first time that would happen, which is like, God, oh, what an idiot. Um, you know, yeah. that's your legacy. Yeah. No. You're an IT guy that yeah. is the first person yeah. to be prosecuted yeah. for virtual evidence. Exactly. Way to go. Irony. This is the irony. <laughs> he denies the fucking charges, of course, but the trial is set for October 13, 2003. And he's fucking let on bail for some reason. It was going to be seven months later. And they're like, go ahead and wait at your house or wherever you want. Like, come on. And so, of course, um, his car is found, shortly after his car is found, abandoned at Houth. Houth, damn close. You wanted two choices yeah, on that one. It was right. a 50-50. Right. Houth, which is an outer suburb of Dublin, and, and it's on Upper Cliff Road. 
actually, it's on Upper Cliff Road, which is a set of cliffs. What if it's the one you were? Oh my god, I was there. You were there. I was there. It was in two thousand and one, too. (gasps) What if you looked over and you're like, there was a man that was standing. (laughs) Now that I think about it, I can see a man. Uh, so they find his car on the cliffs, you know, leading to people, some people assuming that he had committed suicide. His car's there, all his belongings are in the car. And I'm sure it was like, ooh, he committed suicide. But Mary's family was like, fuck that shit. No, he didn't. They knew. They, um, they were like, I wrote, of course Mary's family was like, oh, hell nah. <laughs> And they, convin- and they were convinced that Colin had faked his own death, so they formed a huge search party looking for him. But meanwhile, and it turned out they were right, of course. Meanwhile, Colin had stolen the identity of a neighbor named Martin Sweeney, and Martin had never applied for a passport, so fucking Colin goes, Martin's my dad's name, and Colin's my... Wow. Goes <laughs> it's and, all coming together. Oh, my God! Then, uh, so then he applied for a passport in this guy Martin's name, gets the passport, and flees to Spain. Um, he settles on an island called, and I wrote this phonetically, Mallorca. (laughs) So that's the one you spell phonetically. (laughs) The one nobody gives a shit about. (laughs) So I guess it's not, uh, it's an island that's not often frequented by Irish tourists. Are you drunk? No, you've seen me for the past two hours backstage. I've just huffed a lot of deodorant the past couple hours. Oh, that's what it is. She's high on brute. (laughs) So it, uh, and he gets a job, a job in a resort as a bartender, and he's just like living it up like Kokomo style, and you like fucking. You know he wore his shirt like oh, the yeah. first button was way down here, button. he was like, he's like, I'm a bodybuilder. It's me. <laughs> it's me, the Irish bodybuilder. Right. He fucking makes friends. He gets a girlfriend. He's like, this is my life now, asshole. Um, but then uh, he begins frequenting and frequenting Irish bars in Palma Nova, which is like you really like fucking number one in hiding your identity is like don't go to the bar where people who are from the place you're hiding from hang out at. Hang out where you're going to get super drunk and yeah. then start going, Wait, where are you from? Hi, so am I. And I tell you a secret. I have a secret. I have a crazy secret. Because <laughs> you're my best friend. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you. I know we just met. I killed, I killed people. <laughs> So, and he tells, he, uh, he tells all his best friends that his parents are dead and he has no surviving relatives, which is like red flag, I think, right? Yes. Unless it's real and then like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I doubted you. <laughs> it sucks. It can go one of two yeah. ways. Either you're the asshole or they're the asshole. Um, but it's rare that somebody doesn't have like one old aunt yeah. sitting around somewhere. Yeah. Or they're like, like someone who they're, they keep in touch with on Facebook from elementary school. Let's yes. say. Like just one. Yeah. Maybe two. Okay. So this, of course, this, I, this place, Santa, Ponsa. So he, ta- he starts going to night spots in this other place, Santa Ponsa, that's like Ireland's favorite fucking place to hang out <laughs> outside of Ireland. <laughs> So, of course, in July of 2004, 16 motherfucking months after fleeing, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. 
that dude was spotted. He's Colin spotted at the bar by someone from Dublin who was like, um, and and he gets extradited back to Ireland. Nice. Yay! Good. That person fucking saved up for their vacation yep. to Santa Paula or whatever it's called. They're fucking half yeah. in the bag. Like, isn't it great to be the uh-oh? Or what How if it was like... you sober up? What if it was like, where do I know you from? Yeah. Did we go to camp together? Yeah, I like That's elementary right. school. Did we do Highland dancing and grammar school together? <laughs> Local references? You don't like? Okay. Mm-mm. They don't. Want, they don't want it. They're like, stop generalizing about us. <laughs> you don't know us. A friend at the bar, uh, a friend that he had worked with, said, "There's nothing out of the ordinary about." He, they were all like, "What the fuck?" His girlfriend's devastated about the whole thing. Can you fucking imagine? Oh my god, she had no idea who he really was. Uh, so she. The girlfriend thought he was dead, too. She let him... No, no, no. The girl... Helen... Girlfriend A is like... It's like... They knock on... She, she, he doesn't show up when he's supposed to. They knock on her door, and they're like, we need to talk to you about your online boyfriend, Colin. And she's like, oh, my God, is he okay? And they're like, yes, but... Oh. And she fucking okay. is going to, like, testify against him. Oh, she got it. hate, like, fuck this dude. Yeah. This girlfriend is the island girlfriend, a new girlfriend. Oh, oh okay. And, she, and nobody had any idea, and she had no idea either. So, like, you know... Don't date people on islands. That's the point of that one. (laughs) This is an island. (laughs) Shit. Ah. I'm just sweating so bad. (laughs) This is high pressure. It's a high pressure situation. You had one job. Every move we make is wrong. Edit that out. Uh, So now this Colin is 34 years old. At the time of the murder trial, he expresses no emotion at the hearing. He just stands there with his head down. Justice Paul Carney told him he, he, since he prolonged the Goff's family suffering when he refused to offer a quick trial while extradited, he's still being a dick, he also said that this, quote, this has been the most calculating and callous killing I have ever encountered in my time in court. Wow. So in April 2005, uh, he, Colin pleads guilty to the Marriott. The murder of Mary. At the sentencing, one of Mary's brothers spoke and said, our family is living a life sentence since her murder and will always have to live with it. They won't, uh, we won't get off for good behavior. Mary is gone forever and we can't run away. Like you fucking ran away. Yeah. So Justice Carney hands down a mandatory life sentence, the most severe sentence he could hand down. He said in normal circumstances, he would backdate the sentence to the time already spent in custody. But since uh, Colin had later dazed yeah. from the state he wouldn't so he's like Go oh fuck he's yourself. tacking on that 16 months and oh, yeah. be like remember your island vacation yeah. you're gonna pay yeah so um, Mary's brother David addressed Colin saying that the family would never ever ever quote forgive him because he took a piece of each of them when he killed Mary and quote Mary's only crime was loving you too much Ugh. I know and that's the murderer Colin Whelan of Mary Goff wow and that's I'm glad that was amazing. Thank you. That was great. Boy, I'm glad yours is next. <laughs> There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm going to do Billy in the bowl. <laughs> Our gal. Emily. Emily's the only one. Emily, stop it. <laughs> Oh, some also people know him as the Stony Batter Strangler. Oh! Now they get it. <laughs> um, this was actually, this story was tweeted to us on uh, our Twitter page by a Dublin theater group called Tales from the Shadows. Oh, it's Emily's Theater Group. Oh my God! What are the chances? Here, stand up. <laughs> okay, what's your theater group all about? Uh, we do storytelling and shadow property all together. We also just started a podcast. Uh, we've got two episodes so far. What's Yay! it called? <laughs> Sounds from the Shadows. Silence of the Shadows? Sounds from the Shadows. Sorry, Sounds, Sounds of the Shadows. Is it like a storytelling podcast? Yep. Represent. Yeah! Storytelling podcast. All right, well, I'm doing your story. No, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Um... Yeah, because I, you know what I was going to do? I, I had Alias Grace, that story that, that was just on Netflix, and I had it all researched. Don't act sad. <laughs> That's really rude. Um, but then I realized it was an Irish girl, but the whole thing took place in Canada. So then I was picturing my mind like, no one gives a shit about Canada. <laughs> <clears throat> then we got this tweet, and they, I was like... They don't want you getting the fucking places in Canada wrong. They no. want you doing it here. This is, we need errors from the island. Yeah. Um, from this island. And then I, so I look up this, and uh, so what Emily and her theater group did was they linked a video of, uh, there's a video series called Story Maps, where people tell stories. Is it all Europe or is it just Ireland? Oh, just Dublin. Okay. You guys have enough here. Jesus. Storymaps.ie. And it's really cool. There's just all these people telling local lore and local stories. Cool. Oh, good. Other people are hot too. Okay. That's great. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I forgot I could do this. Oh, for (laughs) fuck's sake. Yeah, you can do that. In the Story Maps video, it's a lovely young man named Bobby Ahern who tells the story of Billy and the Bull. Earn. Ahern. Okay, we have family friends named the Aherns, and so um, I just fight every pronunciation. Uh, my grandma told me that uh, I become the girl in the bar. <clears throat> Bobby Ahern. Um, 
And he is so charming. He tells the story so well. He's sitting in the Grange Inn. He's got a cup of tea in front of him, and he tells the story of Billy and the Bull, um, which is fucking nuts. Also, there's a blog called Silent Owl, and they they uh, wrote up the story of it. There's a lot of great information, so I took from both of those. Um, so... Uh, this man, Billy Davis, he was born sometime in the mid 1700s. So this is old, old, old. Right, good, right, good. And although not much is known about his early life, um, it's safe to assume that he was a beautiful, healthy baby boy because he the the story about him and the kind of the um, overriding uh, fact of the story of Billy and the Bull is that he was fucking hot. <laughs> He had a big mop of black hair and he had green eyes and he had like an aquiline nose and just gorgeous face. And so he was like, he was, he was dashing. He was a dashing hottie. That reminds me, I forgot to tell you guys, we saw Benicio Del Toro in the airport. It was really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He looked so hungover. (laughs) It made me sad for him. Sorry. No. If he's here tonight, apologies. <laughs> what if he was flying over to Canada? <laughs> Suddenly we pretend to be fans of Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> I love everything you've done. Okay, so... Uh, so, Billy Davis was a hot guy. Unfortunately, he was born with no legs. Oh. So, it wasn't supposed to be a joke. <laughs> Ma'am. Somebody is laughing insanely hard over there. (laughs) So he ends up living in a place called the House of Industry, which is also known as the Dublin Poor House. And so basically... That doesn't sound like what it means. No, I know. uh, They're trying to gild the lily on that one a little bit. Um, The first House of Industry was built in 1703, where... Where today the St. James Hospital stands, they and they know that. So it was maintained. This I, I love this fact. It was maintained by the taxes that people paid for their sedan chairs and their hackney carriages. I don't know what either of those. Sedan things, chairs so. are those things that you see in like period movies uh-huh. where four dudes no. carry a box with a rich lady inside no. on sticks. Yes, that's a sedan chair. Oh god. So it's like <laughs> I want to be like fuck those women, but I bet they're shoes hurt so bad constantly. Their and feet were in their corsets. Their cor- everything about and like, their oppression. Being <laughs> All of it. Everything Made about them it. Fainting. I'm like, <laughs> get on that box. Get in the box. But it, but those people that had carriages and sedan chairs had to pay an extra tax for them and oh, that good. tax went to pay for the house of industry. I like that. It was kind of, you know, it was a good setup. Let's bring those back. Except for uh, the house of industry <laughs> wasn't the best place in the world as I'm sure you all know and can imagine in 1805 a man named Sir John Carr took uh, wrote something called his tour of Ireland he described the house of industry as quote a gloomy abode of mingled want disease vice and malady where Mm. lunatics were loaded with heavy chains and fallen women bound and logged shit yeah that's heavy no sedan chairs inside of the house of industry also you could (laughs) 
if you were a fallen woman, yeah. which what that meant you wore dressed like this, <laughs> that basically you're fucking in there with with all the worst of the worst, um, bound and logged, which whatever that fucking means, good, I don't want to know. With that. Um, okay, so also a political theorist named Alexis de Tocqueville described the conditions of the inmates that he saw during his investigative tour of Ireland in 1835 as the most hideous and disgusting aspect of destitution. Jesus. So it wasn't it wasn't awesome there. Um, <laughs> they the they fed people. I think it said once or twice a day with a soup that they made from collected scraps from the great houses. So wherever the rich people lived, they'd go by and get the scraps from their shitty leftovers, and then put all that in a bowl and make a soup. And they're like uh. dinner time, everybody. On the one hand, I'm like, that's pretty cool, though. At least it's not from, like, what the horses were eating. <laughs> well, I mean, that's very positive of you. <laughs> but... Yeah. If they're noting it, it means it was bad. Yeah, it means yeah. this soup sucked. <laughs> um, so... Uh, in 1773, this workhouse is reformed and it's split into a hospital for the mentally insane, a workhouse for the poor, and then a foundling hospital, um, primarily used for the safety and education of the admitted children. Now, they start talking about this foundling hospital, and it later comes under investigation because of the abnormally high mortality rates. It turns out four of the five children that are admitted to the foundling hospital die. (sighs) Four of the fucking five. And the investigations, uh, they find strong evidence. That lady is so drunk. It is. (laughs) She is at a totally different show. I'm reading about infant mortality <laughs> rates and she is peeing her fucking pants. It's a bank God holiday. It's a fucking bank holiday. What if it's a ghost? <laughs> oh my God. So, so the House of Commons stops allowing for new admissions to the family hospital in 1831. It took them 107 years Shit. to be like, you know what? It has to stop. <laughs> Thousands of children have died. Like, they're better off on the streets. Just yeah. close the door. But, well, let's wait one more year. Okay, 107 <laughs> years have passed. We're going to stop. So, when it's reformed, this House of Industry in 1773, it turns out there's no place for Billy Davis because, uh, and this is uh, something good old Bobby Ahern read in his... Uh, in the story map story, um, that in the minutes book, it said, quote, it is deemed resolved that the man um, in the bowl is not a proper person and is to be discharged from the house of industry. So they decide because he's handicapped, he is not a person. And they fucking kick him out. Shit. uh, Which sucks. So he's in the streets of Dublin. It's the uh, mid to late 1700s now. Um, and they say at the time, 18th century Dublin was known for two things. Um, all the amazing architectural buildings and beggars. That is, that's what there's the most of I everywhere. I was going to guess candy and... <laughs> Soda no. bread? Yeah. Um, I was hoping for it. No, Don't you tried. So, but, but the good news is things aren't all bad because... Somewhere along the line, a, a kindly blacksmith took pity upon Billy and they built him this weird early version of a wheelchair, which was basically a big, huge iron bowl that he could sit in. 
Okay. And he stuck some wheels on it. Okay. And then Billy used two pieces of wood and pulled himself along shit. in a bowl. And that's how he became known as Billy in the Bowl. Holy shit. So now picture this. When I first read this story, I didn't get that there were wheels on the bowl. So I just <laughs> thought he was fucking dragging an iron bowl like the worst CrossFit workout of uh. all time. And you know all the cobblestone streets, so it's just <laughs> jarring its teeth. It's just the loudest, yeah. heaviest situation anyone can be But he was hot. But he was hot. hot. And that's... We can always go back to that when things get hard. Yeah. Is that up here, everything was working out great for him. <laughs> because... Among all of the beggars, he actually was, of course, gorgeous, and he was really charming, so he got a lot of pity and attention, and people would give him money. He also made friends with a lot of the servant girls, and he, I think he stole from the house of industry style, so he would go back along the back of the great houses, Mm. and they would give him scraps Mm. from the house, so he'd end up filling his bowl up, as Bobby Ahern in the video says, like a big stew. (laughs) He sits in his bowl like a big stew. Oh my god. Coins, little pieces of meat, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. And so basically this is he is on the streets of Dublin for 6 years begging. And but he he drinks and he gambles. So as much as he makes and as well as he does being a beggar, a hot beggar on the street. <laughs> you know, the money goes. Sure. So <clears throat> now I've lost my place. So he decides to embark on a life of crime. Um, so early one night in 1780, around dusk, um, Billy lays in wait until he sees a middle-aged woman coming up Grange Gorman Lane on her way to Queen Street. She's by herself, and he throws himself out of his bowl. Ay, ay, ay. Right? Pieces of meat go everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. That's inappropriate. <laughs> Um, and he lays in the bushes moaning and screaming right so then the lady's like oh no something happened to somebody and she goes over to see what's going on and now you have to imagine because he's spent years and years and years dragging himself around in a bowl his upper body strength is fucking nutso so he has like crazy a crazy upper body (laughs) sorry I just got this like pole what dark are, kind of idea head? in my head of like how hot fucking pole dark, right, Louise? You gotta watch that show, that guy's insane looking. Okay. But basically, she leans down, this lady leans down to be like, no, Are you okay? It's like these, old school Ted Bundy style, like I'm her. Exactly. Help He's me. the original Ted Bundy. Because then she's like, Are you okay, man in the ditch? Yeah. His huge power arms come out and just strangle her. Oh, no. He chokes her out. He takes her purse, bowls away, (laughs) as we know. Clomping on those fucking cobblestone. Bobby Ahern says, it was like he was going around in a canoe on the street. Oh, my God. That's how he explained it. Bobby's the best. Bobby's the best. And he had a real glimmer in his eye as he told this story. So when the middle-aged lady wakes up, 
she has no fucking clue what just happened. She's just like, I don't know who did it. I don't know what he looks like. She has no clue. Meanwhile, Billy and the Bull has the perfect cover because everybody, of course, yeah. writes him off. They don't know how insanely strong he is and pole dark he is underneath his shirt. <laughs> They just go, oh, it's the poor crippled man. So he is never even slightly yeah. considered. He is nobody even takes notice. And it's the perfect cover. So he then proceeds to do this crime constantly. This is now his new jam. Um, so that's up until 1786. Now, uh, one night he's, uh, he's laying in wait, um, waiting for a woman to rob. But... Uh, the, the one who comes along, as Bobby Ahern describes her, she's a hefty servant girl. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, better, you better fucking watch out for us hefty servant girls. Do not fuck with us. So he goes to choke her out, and she's like, I don't think so. Man in the yeah. bowl. And Love it. She starts to fight him off, yeah. and she's starting to get away. He knows that if she gets away, his whole scheme is going to be over, so he strangles her to death, and this is his first murder. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, when her body's found the next day, it's a huge story. Everybody goes nuts. Um, they call it the 11 Grange Gorman Lane murder, and it's Ireland's first ever... Oh, so Ireland had just assembled their first police force. This is how long ago this was. Okay. Pre-police. Damn. Um, Garda. The Garda. Um, uh, or the Gardie. Or you're changing it now that it's my story. Now that she's it's done. It's both. They're just saying whatever they want, Louise. You say no? Single or pure? Okay. Are you the one that was laughing earlier? Because I'm not listening to you, <laughs> baby death laugher. <laughs> One Garda! <laughs> Two Gardy, got it. <laughs> this is all information that will not help us in Oslo. <laughs> but tomorrow night, everyone's going to think we're really smart oh, here. Oh, shit. Thanks, you guys. Tomorrow night, we're going to be like, no, you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> uh, I mean, in all these articles, they called it the police force, so yeah. you know, I don't know what you guys are... Um, so basically the case goes cold nobody suspects Billy in the bowl of course he's the charming beautiful beggar no one even looks at him Um, so he decides to lay low for like six months but of course all of his bad habits get the best of him he starts to run out of money so he he goes and he uh, so one night he's on Richardson's Lane two women are walking along it's dusk Um, some say in some stories they're servant girls in some stories they're uh, like rich well to do women Mm -hmm. Um, but either way it was women who were kind of dressed up for the night on the town so they had a lot of jewelry on and a lot of kind of overt richness Um, so Billy does this thing where he throws himself out of the bowl but he doesn't see that there's two women he just knows that someone's coming does he hide his giant bowl on wheels Uh, you know what he does is he also carries around a big ficus plant and so he'll just go ahead and pull that plant over it looks like this amazing gorgeous planter on wheels I I would love it if it was like a Looney Tunes style like skyline of like (laughs) the Warner Brothers studio he folds the the bowl up real small and puts it in his pocket and then lays down in the bushes oh my god I can't account for the bowl okay the man sized bowl that he rolls around it 
<laughs> he pulls it backwards, parks it. Yeah. Parks it facing out. Yeah. Gets out, gets yeah. into the bushes. Yeah. So. Some holes in this story. <laughs> there's, this whole thing is fake, obviously. <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> so when the women come up, he, he's doing the thing where he's doing his cries for help. The women approach. Uh-oh. Um, he sees... Uh, that their money, their jewelry, their money, their, they open their purse to give him money. Um, he can't control himself. <gasps> he grabs one woman. No. He doesn't see that there's the other woman. He just sees the, the one in front of him. He starts to strangle her. Uh-oh. And then the woman behind her um, pulls out her fucking hat pin. Yes, yes, yes. Emerald hat pins that are like this long. Oh, shit. And she jams it into his right eye. <laughs> It's hard. There's, uh, there's nothing that makes Irish people clap more than piercing an eye with a pin. <laughs> they love it. Oh, man. That's, I'm just going to, we need to start wearing hats again. Yes, that's right. Yoink. I just don't understand how you put that on your head and don't then jam it into your own skull. Right. But it worked out great because <laughs> they run up to, uh, hold on, I'll tell you. <laughs> Where do they go, Karen? <laughs> they run up to a street. It's going to be somewhere fun, I bet. <laughs> I bet it's going to be somewhere. Manor Street. They go. run up to Manor Street. Was that fun? A they fun run one? up to Manor Street, which is an amazing street. You have to see it. <laughs> and uh, there's a group of people there. In that group of people, there's a new Garda who's like, hey, I'm just learning how to do this. Yeah. Let me help. And they get all... my baton out. That's right. Finally. Their old, old baton mm-hmm. um, run down and they find Billy laying on the street with his eye out and they finally realize <gasps> oh, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. had this is who yeah. uh, the strangler was. So someone goes and grabs, I guess that he mu- the bowl must have been elsewhere because they yeah. went and got a wheelbarrow and put Shit. him in it oh. and took him up to the Green Street prison. So <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah, it's all, the whole thing is horrifying. Um, so they could not prove that he was the strangler. They didn't have the evidence to, to connect it to the other murders, but they had it, him for this one. Okay. So he was convicted for robbery with violence. Okay. And he was sentenced to hard labor uh, at the Green Street prison. <laughs> What's that? Some kind of a sex reference that I'm not getting? <laughs> no, they're, they're because he doesn't have legs. <laughs> So we're wondering if he got his bowl. It's so small-minded of you to think that you can only do labor with your legs. What about this? What about lifting things? What about handing someone something over and over? (laughs) Here, I got it. (laughs) I will pass that salt for the rest of my life. Karen, (laughs) hard labor is passing salt. (laughs) (laughs) If you make a really loud noise as you pass it, it counts as hard labor. (laughs) God, I'm sick of it. Uh, so basically um, he's, he's convicted and he has to stay there for, for the rest of his life oh, good. there was a super creepy thing that they used to do I don't know when they stopped doing it the rich would go and visit prisons <gasps> and mental institutions oh, as like at, just as a, a night out <laughs> so apparently he became like a sideshow at the prison oh cause he has one eye now he's got the one eye <laughs> I don't know if that eye came all the way out. The other one's beautiful. It's so hot, gorgeous, green. Yeah, and the other one's... With the black. What a great combination. (laughs) Um, 
even get it. <laughs> and they go watch him pass salt all the time. It's disgusting. <laughs> and they say that on some dark nights in the Grange Gorman's Tony Butter District, Nuh-uh. you can hear a strange scraping noise coming up behind you. They don't like it when I do the accent. I, I can tell. <laughs> I like it a lot more. You're not insulting me, so I think it's great. Okay, great. They, they really do say, in a, there's a, a place called um, Hidden Dublin that gives ghost tours, and it's on the walk, it's the Northside Ghost Walk Tour that you can take, and they say that the, uh, the ghost of Billy and the Bull haunts the area where he After party, did. after party tonight. What is it? Hold on, we have to consult with Louise really quick. What is it? What Louise, happened? what's wrong? I actually live in Stony Butters. If you want to have an after party, that's great. Cool. We're Louise going to Louise's after this. Louise's after. Balcony, Louise's after. Just don't wake up her flatmate. She has to work tomorrow. <laughs> He's a pundit. Great. <laughs> Uh, the guy comes out in his underwear. You guys, come on. <laughs> Not every day's a bank holiday. And there's also Billy and the Bulls referenced in, in a Dubliner song and in a Pogue song. So oh. he's legend, and that's the story of Billy and the Bull. Yeah. Hey! That was great. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> we did it! <laughs> Thank you. Let's do a quick hometown murder. Yeah. Let me just tell you, really quick, you might know these rules already, but we had to enforce some rules with the hometowns. You can't be so drunk that you can't follow your own story. (laughs) It's important. You have to stay present. You have to be. You have to know where you're going. We don't. Um, (laughs) That's key. But don't be afraid to be super buzzed. Um, Please make it Dublin or or close by. Nobody gives a shit if something happened in Arizona. Um, and what else? Oh. Uh, oh, everyone hates you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you do get picked, all the people that don't get picked are going to hate your gut, so keep it moving. <laughs> and Georgia, I think it's I, you, right? I am on a fucking roll, so don't, yes. don't ruin this for me, guys. <laughs> uh, who has a hometown? Nobody? Um, I think that the girl sitting next to our friends that helped us. Yeah, yeah, in the toxic masculinity. Where'd Vince go? Vince is right there. Walk over to him. Oh, there's Vince, everybody. <laughs> got us a lovely charcuterie and cheese spread backstage. Vince is our tour manager. He's George's husband. That's right. He does it all. He does it. Which means we don't have to pay him. <laughs> no, we pay him That's sometimes. hard labor. He's doing his hard labor for free. <laughs> his so hard much start labor. <laughs> what? His, his hard start labor. Oh, right. That's so good. Hi! What's your name? Ethel. Ifa. Ifa. Hi. Oh, that's cute. Ifa. Here, center up, center up, center up. Look at her shoes. Let's do a nice stage picture. Those are great. Will you tell me your name? Yeah. Sorry. Ifa. Ifa. Yeah. Awesome. Ifa, everybody. <laughs> Where are you from? I am from Kerry. You're from Kerry? Yeah. Kerry. She's oh. from Kerry. Yeah. You guys know it. Did she say it right? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's yeah. Kerry. Ah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, okay, what's your hometown? So my mom is from Westmeath, and she's from this tiny village. Like, there's not even as many people as there is here. Oh, <laughs> cute. Fun. Um, it's called Cool. And, um, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Too sorry. 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 Um, so a family from Dublin moved out there years ago, and um, 
the father worked in England. Um, so he'd be back and forth and then they just stopped seeing him. Oh. oh. And then they moved away and they hadn't really got involved with the community, so it was fine. Nobody cared. <laughs> um, but then they went, the daughter went to the Gardi. <laughs> Multiple Garda. Got it. And, Message uh, received. Yeah. <laughs> and told them that they had killed him a few years back and buried, them in, buried him in their garden. Um, Gardi. <laughs> Garden. <laughs> Got it. Garden. Um, Garden. And then they dug him up and burnt him somewhere else. <gasps> the family did? Yeah. What dicks? Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then she decided to go to the Gardie because she found out her mother was having an affair with her boyfriend. <gasps> her own boyfriend? <laughs> okay, wait. Who's Hold related? <laughs> First of all, let's start with the top. No. Yeah. Wait. So when they yeah. killed the father, yes. was it the mother's idea? Yes. And she, oh, the, and mother the mother and the was, boyfriend. They tricked the kids. They tricked the daughter the into daughter. Killing the plan. <gasps> no oh, way! No. Oh my God. It's her cousin. Oh my God. No, no. <laughs> what? Who is it? Sorry. <laughs> she looks nice. She doesn't look mad. <laughs> you better come up here right now. And then I was like, oh shit. And then I saw her face and she doesn't look angry, so we're good. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> she was. This is the great fear that we always yeah. have. Yeah, we're really fucked up over this yeah. uh, PTSD. Okay. Eva's yeah, Eva. doing great. Eva. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> What's your name? Scribes. Oh. Hi. What's your name? What's your That's Effa. Right? What is it? Effa. Shit. Hi. Nice to meet you. Emma? Nice to meet you. Okay. They're sharing a... Do it in the microphones. Okay, with our family, but it's our family. Fair enough. Okay. Private talking. Okay, so your cousin. Who's your cousin? Don't talk privately on stage, please. We were going to email in about our auntie. Uh-huh. But we decided not to. Do you want to say that? But then Eva came on stage and told us all about our auntie. Okay, it's not an auntie that we talk to. Okay. Good. Good. Oh my God. You know the kind. Oh, we got those. You know the kind. We know what she's done. Oh my God. And we know she has a book. Or oh, a book? Oh, she wrote a book, book about it. You don't get to do oh. that if you're the murderer. Wait, so will you we were, run? We were. <laughs> will you run it down for us just really quick? Of yeah, like, no, we see, we don't. You don't we, talk about no, it. Oh no! Do you see everyone in cool? The parents. Is. You asked the parents, and they're like, "Oh, they, no, we, we don't talk about no, that. We can't. Oh, they won't tell you anything. We can't." But just a book. Well, just tell us. We won't oh, tell anyone. We're not going to tell anyone, right? You, what, we're keeping you it said here. Stir was, 
there was a bonfire. Yeah. And the <gasps> there was also a under patio. Yeah. Uh-oh. And then they decided that wasn't that, good enough. Oh, so they brought it up let's, and went to the pigs. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh shit. Associate with that. No, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> Eva just goes, I didn't get to the pigs part. I forgot. Yeah. My mom didn't this. know the pigs part. Oh, they were, oh she didn't know. I'm so glad we uh, You guys, there was, this there all was, stays in this room tonight. Yeah. Please. Please. Don't Sorry, tell Eva. anyone. <laughs> there was bits left in the pig. That's yeah. how <sighs> they found out. That's how they proved that. Yeah, yeah. but it was the mother. Who's the daughter's husband? Uh huh. <gasps> so the daughter went to the guardie. To the, the guardie. Uh-huh. Uh, m- multiple. And she said, like, hey, there's something shitty going on. <laughs> oh, God. Good for her. A woman scorned, man. Like, oh, yeah. fucking watch Tony. it. Yeah. So she brought out a book. <gasps> and now it said, hey, fuck you. Oh, my Tell God. You all about it. was like a diary. I can't remember. Our family walked out of us. <laughs> So she's in jail now? She's gone. She's in jail she's now. She's out. And she's like, oh, I'm right yeah. here. Just um, <laughs> murder. The wife was done for murder. Yeah. The daughter's husband was done for manslaughter. Uh-huh. I will find out the name of the book. Okay. I have it. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. And I will, I'll come right. up. I'm and not like, going to read it. Shout at you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's you guys, this is an amazing seven-part series right now that we have. Give us a round of applause. Let's hear it all of these guys. Thank you so much. Great job. Sorry. Great job. Great job. Moral support. Moral support. Good job. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Oh, my God. We'll call you guys later. Oh. A fucking oh clusterfuck, and it wasn't. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm uh, sweating a little extra. But. I love that they came up and they had less information than Aoife did. <laughs> Fuck yes, that's what it's all about. It would have been cool great. if we'd get like 30 people on the stage just milling around of like, well, I've heard this story. I, I would like to say this and that. <laughs> you forgot the part of the pig, the chickens. You forgot the chickens. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Um, that was... That, Dublin. Yeah. This has been amazing. So oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you to our translators. Emily, you made it happen. Front Louise, row. thank you Good so job. much. This is a really, really awesome way to kick off our, our tour, our big Europe tour, our big UK and Ireland tour. Uh, and thank Dublin, you. you guys not only are our kickoff show, you sold out two nights. Yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> we can't, um, it's very difficult for us to convey how insane this is, <laughs> where we just started taping our personal conversations at Georgia's house two years ago, and now we're in Ireland talking to a thousand people. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's we're so honored, awesome. and we know it's all because of you guys, obviously, and we appreciate it so much, and we're so grateful. We have the to best be time, yeah. and it's because you guys are you're the best listeners and the best people to talk to about this crazy fucked up shit that we're all so fascinated by. Yeah. So thank you so much, yeah. and stay sexy. And, and- <laughs> 